This is Agents Influence Podcast. From someone who was an agent who's now building tech, one of the first things you have to do when you build tech is you have to be like, all right, how do you define a vehicle? How do you define a driver? How do you define a business? And you literally have to recreate the wheel to go build your technology. And the challenge is you don't want to be like beholden to some big organization to define how you run your business, how you define those things. But you also like you can get to speed much faster if you don't have to recreate the wheels. I'm Jason Cass and we're going to help you think differently. Change your agency. Change your finances. Change your family. And in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, you loyal listeners, to another episode of Agents Influence Podcast. Been in, going on, happening for over 10 years now. That's right, Agents Influence Podcast, conversations with who? Jason Cass. And today, I got one of of the soldiers, right? One of the soldiers in the army of the industry, somebody who stands shoulder to the shoulder with Cass as we march forward in this industry, someone who was an agent and said, this can be done better. Someone who was doing it and said, there's people that are going to come after me that are going to want this profession, and I don't want them to lose their hair like I am, right? And his name is Mr. Peter McDonald, and he has created Wonder Right, and it is changing agencies and the way that they process commercial insurance. Welcome to the podcast, Mr. Peter McDonald. What's going on, man? You're too kind to me. Losing my hair, you know, trying to build better technology. <laughs> Definitely don't want that to happen to you guys. That's what that is why I created Wonderite. So dude, great, great, great to see you again. Love your energy as always. I think, you know, the reason we're doing this call today is, you know, recap on something amazing that you put together with this, you know, the independent agents. Um what, what is the, the indie indie, indie tech? tech. Yeah, like, did you forget the name already? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I'm independent, whatever. But it's it's happening and it's happening again. You just you just posted about it. I can't yeah. wait. Uh, you know, for next year, I think you put together Switzerland. Is you know how right. you, you put it. And um, I think when we asked the different CEOs, we had five amazing CEOs in the panel. Um, we we're like, why are we putting this together? We had CEOs from 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 Applied, from Vertifor, from Zywave, from Ivans, from the PIA. And, awesome. and I think the consensus was like the rate of change in the industry, it's happening. It's happening so fast. You just talked about it. It's happening so fast. And um, today, people need to put together the customer journey they want. That's right. I My point was like, hey, a majority of Americans today, they choose an independent agent to buy their yes, insurance. And um, how can we continue to win as an industry together by making the industry better? So. Yeah, thrilled to kind of reconnect and recap on that on that conversation. Yeah, dude. You know, um, indie tech was phenomenal. It really, truly was. And, and to be honest with you, Peter, I kind of, I didn't. I mean, I just knew it would be. And the reason is, is because this was, what, this was nothing new. This is what other industries are doing. This is what ITC was is doing at the insure tech level. So I knew if I took those same, um, what would say ingredients. And kind of mixed it together, but actually used the indie um, and what's important to us. As we say, indie tech is about two different things. It's about two things. It's about the independent insurance agents and the technology that powers them to profit. You can see if you're watching YouTube, one side of it is indie of this screen. 
And the other side is the tech, right? And together we make it happen. And it's just not people who make technology for independent insurance agents. It's also those who are independent agents like Peter, who then decided to make technology because they realized that they were um, not that they could do it better. It's just that they were in the seat of being able to say, hey, this is how I would do it if I was doing it. And and I uh, appreciate it. You know, and what we're doing in September 24th to the 26th of 2024, I'm, I'm learning off those different things and I'm learning from what we did. Um, I, a lot of people don't know. Um, I sent out a email to everybody who went, to all the people, all the attendees, vendors, everybody. And we've met now twice, um, once, and I should say once the full people. <clears throat> and we've met, and I'm taking all those ideas. I've invited everybody who, this is an industry event. I can't say that enough. This is an industry event. And so um, we've taken all those ideas and we're bringing them in to build up what we're doing. We're going to use what everybody said was good and we're going to build on it. One of the things we're doing is the speakers. Peter, one of the hardest things to do when you're putting these on is knowing these good speakers out there, right? But how do we find those who don't normally get hurt? So we just put it out. Anybody can do it. You can go to AINDTech.com forward slash speakers 24. It's AINDTech.com forward slash speakers 24. I also put it in LinkedIn. You can go to my LinkedIn profile um, and on Facebook. And what it is, is it's a link that says, do you want to be a speaker at Indie Tech 2024? You put in your name and put in your topic and a little bit of idea, and I'll reach out to you and talk to you about it. And um, we're going to have different, we're going to have session speakers, we're going to have stage speakers, and we're going to have main stage speakers. So depending on where it's at, once again, this is an industry event. That's what we're trying to do, Peter. No, I'm, I, I think it was fantastic. And I think, you know, really, you look at the lineup, you had Reed Holsworth from Ivan's, Taylor Rhodes from Applied, Amy Zupon from Vertifor, Jason Liu from Zywave, Mike Becker from PIA. I mean, you had such an, a phenomenal lineup for the first event ever. And I think just kudos to you and what you're doing with the event. Really a huge fan of it. Would love to guys like just start off, Jason, like what was kind of from that panel? that you kind of kicked off, what was kind of one of your top takeaways, you know, that you remember from having all those CEOs on the same stage together? It was behind the scenes as well. It was before they met or before they went up. Right. And after they did, it was cool seeing them standing around. We got some great pictures of them just standing around and talking. And once again, this is how I knew this event would be good. We put people in the room with each other that have not go, don't go in the room very often with each other. So many of the tech vendors said to us, Jason, I've never been in a room where there was just insurance tech vendors in the room, right? And they created a bond. But that's what I liked the most was behind the scenes. But on stage, it was great how, I'll be honest, a lot of people are like, oh, that was standard stuff. No, none of it was scripted. And if you really listen hard and you put aside your, you know, your personal feelings, you actually got to hear the future. These are the leaders of our industry who are saying, this is the way I think, which is the, their vision is what their business will become. So I think sometimes we, we lose fact sight of that, but it was incredible. And having someone like Reed Holsworth on, I'm actually going to have a CTO panel this year. And Reed Holsworth just confirmed he's going to moderate it for me. Get back, Jack, right? Reed Holsworth as the moderator. It's going to be great, right? So we're doing that. That's yeah. Awesome. So we learned from those different types of things. And we had a lot of people also, P Peter, that want to step up and like just want to be a part of it, like help, you know, which is really great. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think I agree. My my favorite part was definitely like meeting the people. The photos were great. It's like you got some awesome industry leaders together. Um, and I think like just like meeting the real people behind these companies. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's like a nameless, faceless corporation. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, I had the chance to grab din- dinner and drinks with Mike Becker the night before. He's just like a really cool he dude. Is. I think like the big eye, the PIA, they take some flack for being kind of these, you know, older industries. I think one of the criticisms is it's like, uh, you know, an old boys club or whatever. But I think it's really changing. And I think Mike, he's just an exceptional leader. He's young. He's full of he energy. Is, Mike is cool. He's super well connected in DC. Awesome meeting him. Um, I think one of the interesting takeaways, like none of the CEOs had an insurance background except for Reed. Um, I, you know, at this point, they've That's been true. around for a few That's years. That's true. Command of the industry. But I think that the, the leaders of the tech companies are maybe, maybe unsurprisingly like coming from a tech background and bringing that experience. I think some of the topics, Jason, we talked about, uh, just like go through some of the questions. We had them introduce themselves. We talked about why are they focusing on the customer journey? What has the organization done to improve the customer journey? And you kind of set up the entire event around the customer journey, the customer experience. Like literally, and I don't know if people realize this, but when you walked through the event, the exhibitor hall, which is where the stage was, you would go from like the very first interactions to becoming a customer to the renewal process. Like Walk us through, you know, like what anything you like heard about the customer journey side. And I'm happy to share, you know, of course, my mm-hmm. input of you know, what I heard talking to the leaders there. Well, here's the deal, bro. Before we go on to the customer journey, we have to back up here because I was just waiting. Every CEO I called, they all said yes. They all said yes immediately. And that was great. But I had a better moderator. That was the guy that everybody talked about, Mr. Peter McDonald here, Peter. You did a fantastic job when it came to moderating. The CEOs felt so comfortable because they all, I mean, they're worried about what they say. And and, and any loyal listeners understand these are multi-billion dollar companies that are publicly traded. They could say one wrong thing and they could lose millions and billions of dollars in value. So we get it. But Peter, you did it so well. I mean, Taylor told me over and over. He mentioned it when I was at Applied. He asked how you were because you you made that impression on people. You made them feel comfortable. You were very deliberate, right? So you very you weren't going to let them run over, but you also told them that. Like, hey, I'm going to cut you off, right? And I think sometimes people would have been taken back by that. And because people like Amy and, and Reed and Taylor are so confident in who they are, they were like, no, nah, that's what we want, you know? And so kudos to you, man. It was fantastic. Oh, yeah. So th- thank you. Like, you know, we, we had the chance of so much fun meeting beforehand, you know, chatting with Taylor and others. And um, th- they themselves, some people are like, oh, you know, you're just going to give them softball questions. They were like, no, give us the hard mm-hmm. questions. They want to be cut off. And I told them, like, listen, you guys are all pros anyways. Like, you, you know, you out there facing facing hard questions every day. You know, they're the mm-hmm. pros. And I thought they did, I think a, they did a great a fantastic job. job. So the customer journey. Balancing everything. And to your point, no, yeah, they, they, you know, they didn't, they didn't have to come out there and do it, but I think they're doing it because they do want to move the industry forward. Um, so, yes. Yeah. Uh, on the, cu- yeah. Customer, and I'll tell you this, cu- customer the customer journey, journey and just selling you a little behind the scenes, loyal listeners. I messed up on the date when I told Vertifor. Amy had it <laughs> marked off on the wrong date and she had something else. And when we found out, we found out, I don't know, Peter, what was it? A, a month before? Like, uh, uh, it was, it was pretty close. It wasn't a good email. It was not a good like email. And I'm like, oh, this out. is a total cast. This is totally the shit that cast does. <laughs> and so she actually rearranged her schedule. 
That's what I'm talking about in flu there, right? Yeah. So that goes back to what you're saying. The customer journey is important, man, because it, what it does is it allows the agent to start getting a visual of the customer journey as they know it, and then basically applying the technology that they would need at that part in the journey into their agency, right? That's what it was all about. It's about independent insurance agents and the technology that powers them to profit. So the way that everybody was laid out, now here's what's cool. Everybody told me it wouldn't work. They said, oh, the vendors will be mad that they're right next to each other, Jason. You can't have the rating companies right next to each other. I said, watch me. And guess what? Because it's not that I was doing it to cause commotion. I was doing it because that was the rating and quoting section, right? That That's what we did there. Yeah. Um, you're not going to put... Well, that, that's like when you want to go to the... When you want to get food, what do you do? You go to the place where the restaurants that's my are. Boy. And it's like, hey, people didn't know... If people didn't know forms is a thing, you go there and they're like, hey, all the forms companies right here. That easy. easy. Makes everything. And So, hey, what... what Sorry, no, 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 no. It was just, it was that customer journey though. We have to bring that back and keep that. That was one of the things that people liked the most. So one of the things that kind of, you know, in, in meeting beforehand, I want to get your take on this because I'm not in the, in the trenches day to day like you all, but you know, when I met with Jason Liu from Zywave before, he's like, you know, people think of Zywave as like this benefits platform with some other features on the side. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I thought from my days as an agent using Zywave. And he's like, that thinking is kind of outdated. We've, you know, we've tripled the size of the company. We made 10 acquisitions and built out the software. And he said on stage, I think it's safe to say we're, we're now one of the three big platform players in the agency space. And he said it kind of quick. I didn't have a chance to kind of like ask him about that. But what are your thoughts? I mean, Zywave is, you know, clearly they're positioning themselves as having an AMS with a little bit of a different focus on the front office. That was something that definitely challenged my perception Curious, you know, what was your thoughts or the, okay. you know, what did you see the audience reacting as far as? So I over here on, on the left. Okay. I would say, and this isn't a left or right thing I say, but just over here, I, this is how I'm picturing it in my head. We have uh, applied, right. An Epic, very Apple style, very yeah. closed, right. They, they like working within their own ecosystem. None of this is good or bad for anybody. We're just saying it. The middle, you kind of have a vertifor. They kind of have a closed ecosystem, but they do have a partner program. They do try their best to work with it. Whether it does or not, that's another question. And then you have a Zywave over here. Just everything scattered around and just, I think if you're an agency probably of 20, 30 people or more, I think I answer this question differently than I do if I'm an agency of 15 like I am, 14 like I am. So I think that's a little different. Um, but I do not... I see them as a huge player in our industry, but not being a top four or five pro platform for us. What do I mean by that? I think, I think they probably have more things and their software is probably, I can't think of the word, probably, I don't know, I'll think of it, but Hawksoft. Hawksoft is a top program. Why? Because it works for independent insurance agents. Why? Because it connects to the things that we need it to connect to, right? That, that's the thing. But Hawksoft may not work for a 40, 50, 60 person agency. It does. It does. But I'm not saying as well as maybe one of those. And, and Paul Hawkins was there, by the way. I, you know, we, I was like, man, you had, because you had more, even more CEOs there, you know, from the big, mm -hmm. the big platform players. It was fantastic. Yeah. So, so that's, that's the way that I kind of feel about that. I don't, I don't agree. I don't, I don't necessarily agree. But at the same time, what they're, what, a $200 million agency or business. I mean, Jason is one of the top CEOs in our industry. There's no doubt about it. 
It's just when you talk about that being one of the top three platforms. I, I didn't talk about it. That's no, what he I know, said. I but what I will no, no, say I understand. Is, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. And well, and, and but it was it was interesting. And he said we spent a three quarters of a billion dollars acquiring ten companies over the past five years. I mean, the, I just I just wasn't up to speed on that. I think before the convo, and I'm and I'm like, and, and I'm I'm curious. You know, I know they made the big acquisition. I think with the partner platform, mm-hmm. and it'll be interesting to watch the transformation happen. I mean, clearly there's a strategy there. They have you know big picture. Like you know, everybody has their strategy. I think Taylor talked about the the, the round trip, the commercial round trip of their data with their different acquisitions. Mm-hmm. Amy talked about um, agency Zoom acquisition and their service center, which I even I never even heard of the service center before. So I don't know if you know, curious if you had. I think Zywave, it's like they're kind of trying to combine all these companies somehow in a way that for, makes for, sense. Have for, you heard of this? No, I haven't. For that? small agencies, and I'm talking 20 and under, employees and under, Zywave is a mod company to us. That that's what it yeah. is. Like that's what it is kind of known for because no one knew who they were until they bought out Modmaster. And a lot of smaller agencies kind of knew who that was. And then, and so anyways, it's just, I don't know. It's, I like Zywave. Um, I think one of their things also though is, is that there was a, there's a point in time when they had technology that other people didn't and they could charge a lot of money. I think a lot of that technology now is out there and you can buy it for far less and it's more updated. So I think there has to be some other things that are involved there as well with the, with them specifically. But I think that's changing the whole landscape. I think that I think that has to do with anybody right. out there. I really truly do. Um, hey, so changing gears. One of the questions. Oh, go ahead. No, changing gears. Do it. Can't find them. Grind That's them. That's right, baby. Um, so one of the things that I remember the most. Um, the, I think the, the 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 question that I framed the response, the way the responses happened. I I asked basically. I said, look. According to Marshberry PHP, the best agents are spending 3.6% of net revenue today on equipment and technology. Where do you see this going in the future? Do you remember yeah, that question? Yeah, I do. With like how much are agents spending mm-hmm. on tech? Do you remember how people answered 3%, 2%? Well, that's... Well, I'm so, trying to no, remember. So I, was like, I was like, guys, are, are agents, agents going to be spending more or less on technology in oh. the future? Did, did everybody say more? Or did they... Everyone. Yeah. It was like I started with Reed, and he just immediately boom. He was like yes. more, hundred yes. percent. Now Taylor kind of walked it back, and he's like, "Well, the caveat, you know, you can spend more on technology, but actually reduce the percent of revenue you're spending because you're increasing mm-hmm. your revenue by effective mm-hmm. use." And he kind of said, "Like majority of agencies don't actually get value because they don't keep up with the technology changes. They already have it, but they're not using it." Which is interesting. Amy was like, "We're going to spend more, but it's the same percentage of revenue." Jason said, we're going to spend more, but we're going to make people more productive. We're going to automate Mike Becker from PI. He just kind mm-hmm. of agreed. So that, that was definitely interesting to me. Like you have all these technology leaders on stage and they all were pretty much unanimous. Like people are going to be spending more agencies are spending more. So I'm not running an agency. How do you take that as someone running an agency, someone doing cool stuff with technology? Like, Hey, we're going to be spending more t- on tech in the future. Absolutely. We are. Okay. First of all, we're going to be growing and Peter charges by user. So as we grow, Peter, we're gonna have to buy more WonderWrite users. So that that. But let's say we didn't grow and we are we didn't grow in people, right? And we were just staying where we were, but growing by business. Um, yeah, we're gonna spend more just just the way that it is. Now, what I find, and I think that this will happen, I think people get a lot of technology, they uh, and then they cut it down. And some of it sticks and then they get a lot of technology and then they cut it down and more sticks, right? And that's kind of how we're building our tech stack. It it also goes to this. 
So for the last five to six, seven years as an industry, we've tried to share with each other and meet in conventions and conferences to figure out who we are, to figure out who we are as an agency, to figure out who our customer is, who, how we should internally operate, what's the technology we should be using, how are we getting leads, how are we communicating? These things have all been shared. Now we know. Now we're in 2.0 of this. And where we are now is we're agents to where we're saying, I don't need you to tell me how you necessarily do it. What I need to know is, is do you have the same systems, processes, and technology and customer that I have? And then let's all come together and meet because now we all have AMS 360. We all have agency Zoom. We all have WonderWrite. We all have Risk Advisor. We can all roll you know, together and we can make everything happen, especially with a Gaia or something like that. So I think that is where a lot of that is going, which means we may see an increase in the amount of money, but you're probably not going to see that huge flux like you have for the last three or four years when everybody had free money. That's my opinion. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. Yeah. No, I mean, I, it definitely, it was definitely an interesting point. I think people were paying more for their milk and for their eggs every day. We got inflation happening and it was just like, it was a start, like it's more. And I think from my perspective, having run an agency where you're like, man, we're spending so much money on all our stupid licenses and they just recur all the time. It's frustrating. But on the flip side, when I looked at it, when I started Wonder Eight, you know, we got a bunch of consulting reports looking at the insurance industry and the consultants were unanimous that insurance agents or the insurance industry actually just like has underspent. I think they contrasted where insurance is spending, you know, 3% of revenue on technology. Banking was like 6% of revenue. Wow. And so you're just like wow. the, the amount that agents are going to need to spend to move their agency to the next level, to move the industry to the next level, it's going to be big. And I think with all the new innovations out there with AI and all this different stuff, it's just like, if you're not trying it out to your point, trying new things and cutting back, trying new things and cutting back, other people are, and like we're going to have to be doing these things. And the, and then I think you know, big picture where the CEO is, we're trying to walk it back and caveat it is like, hey, the best agencies are going to figure out how to make these tools, you know, beneficial, mm-hmm. and they're going to, you know, increase their revenue as correct. Result. And that's the thing that Taylor's so right on when he says when what he said. If you're helping us not only drive revenue though, like Taylor says, which offsets it, you're helping our agencies work. What do you mean by that? Listen, my people today need their information in a digital form. Now, when my producers go get that information in a digital form, it's not easy before some of the programs for now me to use a VE or to use a CSR to help me do that because there's real no way to pass the information and they've got to have it. We got to double enter it into there when we already have it in the AMS and all this stuff. But a simple program like a WonderWrite or allows that to happen. And I always say risk advisor because my listeners know that everything commercial goes through Wonderwrite in our agency. Everything personalized goes through risk advisor. That's just how, how we roll. That's how everything goes. And I think that 
how would I be able to, my team, use that all together and send it to this VE who then sources the information to that VE who makes sure that it's an agency Zoom if all that, if we didn't have technology? Now, there's some people that would say, well, I don't need that. Yes, you do. It's the reason why your staff is going crazy because you're really making them do all that stuff. It's just being done in a, in a terrible way to being done. And I just, I just don't think people understand. Now, the last thing I want to end with here um, in this thought is, as I said, it gets, we get bigger with technology and we shrink bigger and shrink and bigger and shrink. And then there's a large part of these agencies that are just sitting there saying, no, I'm not going to get bigger at all and shrink. I'm just going to maintain. There comes a point in time when you have to finally adapt into the system. And then when you do, CAS and 30% of the industry is going to be way far, so far ahead. That comes to the great separator that I've talked about since 2018. There comes a point in time where the separation is too much that you're not going to be able to get over the divide. You know, It goes to it and we're seeing it like work out in, in real time here. No, I mean, it's, it's definitely, it's an interesting point you bring up. You know, one of the questions we talked about with the CEOs was about open API, you know, where Vertifor applied Zyvev, all committed to open API. And I think in talking to them, it's like, what does that mean? And I think to your point about this great divide, what it means is all three of these companies that were on stage, you know, applied Vertifor, Zyvev, they're all acquiring mm -hmm. companies. They're all wanting to have an open API. Now, to the extent they actually are open. I think you'd want to ask different tech vendors that are out there, like, hey, what is it actually like to work with one of these companies? But I think Amy's point is we want an open API and Taylor as well. We want an open API that's well documented, both so that like we can integrate our own tools together because we have so many of them and outside players as well um, and have a more modern experience for the end customer. And, you know, Amy pointed to their partner program. They have over 50 partners in the partner program. Um, so, that, you know, there's definitely... There's definitely integrations and things that are changing. To so your point, it's like, hey, these big companies, the leaders where they're talking about it, um, they're clearly strategically doing something to connect the tools. And so if you at your agency, mm -hmm. you should probably be like following suit and seeing what's going on out there. Absolutely, you should. And you should know what you're talking about too, right? Start going up to agents. Start saying it. Next time you hear an agent say, I'll tell you what, that freaking Ivan's can't stand them. What about it? Please tell me. I want you to tell me. What do you not like about Ivan's? Like, beside, well, I mean, please, oh, they won't give me my data. What? That doesn't even make sense. You know, okay, yeah, maybe there's certain ways it won't mag. No, no company's perfect, folks. No company's perfect. But I heard somebody, I met somebody recently, one of the smartest people I've met in a while. I gotta tell you, Peter, I benchmark him against you. His name's Michael Labor. That's kind. His name's Michael Labor. Insurance gig, right? Yep, sure. A lot of agents don't know yep. about this cat, but I brought him on the podcast, the AI Live podcast that I've been doing, which if you're not watching those, you got to watch those. He's like merging with- Now search. Uh, like now, like now, now search. search or something. Yeah. Dude, this guy, if I want Wonderwrite to work with Applied, I can call up Michael and I can say, Michael, I have Applied. I have Wonderwrite. I want those motherfuckers to talk to each other. You know what? He'll figure it out. He'll make a little way. He has already a marketplace of all how you can get all these freaking things to work with, you know, Canopy Connect to work with Hawksoft and all this stuff. And you can just go in there and purchase it. And with something that he said, which I thought was just genius, which drive, drives home the point of Ivan's, and that's where him and I disagree, but is Ivan's. I thought this was fascinating. You're going to love this, Peter. The United Nations, 
hundreds of countries, like 150, 200 countries. I don't know how many. Lots. They're all. Sp- I was I was at their headquarters two days there ago. There you go. See, I told you, loyal listeners. Peter and I know each other. Just happened to be just happened to be in Manhattan, and I you know took a photo. I can send it to so, you, Jason. So. The front doors actually that have big maple leaves on them, they were made by a company out of Canada. My buddy Boyd McGee out of uh, Talladega, Alabama ensures the company that made those. Another cool thing that we know about that. But check this out. The way they communicate, when Pakistan speaks their language and they're in that hall with all of the uh, countries, and then somebody who is over here in, um, in, in Portuguese hears it, there's not a computer... This is important, loyal listeners. Listen to this. There's not a computer that is that is translating it from Pakistan to Portuguese. There is a computer that translates it from Pakistanian into English and then from English to Portuguese. Everything is done like that. There's no way you could possibly make them all work if you had to go and just make them all. I mean, it would be a nightmare even for the computing power that we have today. But it's very, very simple to do if you make them all go to English and then English to that language. Ivan's is that English. And if we'll get out of the way of putting all this negativity towards something and all come together as one, which, yeah, we can create something else, but it's all about relationships. And they already have all the relationships with the carriers and the AMSs and stuff like that. So really, we keep shooting ourselves in the foot, Peter, by going against one of the platforms that could actually make this easier. And once again, we could create our own. Yeah, we can go outside because we don't believe that Ivan should own it and blah, blah, blah. Get over it, folks. They do. Let's keep rolling here, right? So isn't that interesting? Yeah, I think, you know, we, and look, I, I, I took a lot of, not as a criticism, but I, I reached out to folks. I posted on social media. I was doing this event and man, I got, I was telling people, I got support requests. I got product feedback requests. I got gripes and, you know, people wanting to air dirty frustration laundry. Um, I think one of the takeaways, you know, with Ivan's, I think the critical view was um, Ivan's doesn't integrate with my carrier. That's the piece of feedback I got from agents. And, and my point of view is, look, the more that Ivan's can do download and integrate with your carrier, the more we're going to win as independent agents. And so we, I chat with, with Reed about this in prep. And I think the top takeaway from the event was, look, you know, if your carrier is not on Ivan's or if, if not all the lines of business are on Ivan's, reach out to Reed at Ivan's and tell them. They actually have a whole carrier demand team to go yep. and be like, hey, you know, Jason Cass called and told me that you you you're not on Ivan, but you yep. want to be. Uh, they want you to be, and and so that's like an action that you can take as an agent. Because I think there's there's probably valid frustrations that people have, but you got to understand you're working in a super fragmented industry. Yeah. There's over thirty eight thousand agents independent. There's over two thousand carriers. You know, reach out to Ivan and tell them and let them do their work. And P- but Peter, people, to, most people, yeah. most people that are bitching about Ivan's are bitching about things from 5, 10, and 15 years ago. I literally had an agent told me, would tell me, he said, Ivan's is so terrible, you can't even download. Th- this was at the applied meeting. And he said, they're so terrible, you can't download their commercial. I said, we download commercial. Why can't you download commercial? He's like, last time we turned that on, it wiped our system out. We had all kinds of things. So see, number one, they weren't putting the data into the fields correctly. So that, that's not, that's not, that's not yeah. Ivan's fault. Ivan's doing what they're supposed to be doing. But number two, when I asked him when he did that, he said 2012. 
I said 2012, I mean, 2012, I said, sir. It can't, be the, it can't be the first time. I was chatting with Reed and he's like, he uses an analogy, Jason. He's like, which, yes, that, that's crazy. Like, but he, he, he has this analogy. He's like, people, agents will, will, it's like riding a skateboard. They try it once, they fall, they skin their knee and they're like, I'm never doing, doing again. that again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, we, we had the challenge as well, where if we signed somebody on four years ago when we were just getting started or three years ago, and they and and they want to try like ah oh, we tried Wonder right it's like three years is a long time in technology so ten years I can't even imagine and um, I think I'd, I'd say to those people who are listening to the podcast and they're like yeah dude I I'm frustrated about X Y Z it's like well go to go to go to the IA go to Jason's event next year you're gonna have all the leaders Reed is gonna be running the panel go talk That's to right. him go grab drinks That's with right. him like he's a real That's person right. say if it. you if you think he's full of Tell him, tell him to his face. Mm-hmm. He'll tell you what's going on, you know, and you can, and you can write down notes and, and he'll, and then, and try and be productive to move things forward. And that was kind of the whole, the, the whole focus of the event. Yes. So I think one of the things Reed did talk about with, with open API, the challenges is just like standardization. We need more standardization. And so I have to come back. I got to tell you, people do a lot of accords on wonder, right? Um, I didn't see a chord at the event. Um, yeah. But I know that a core was originally created, uh, like to create standards. Mm-hmm. Like, what what's going on with the core? Are they going to be at the event? Yeah, next they're going to be there when they, you know they get beat up for t- taking standards. So here's the thing, and this this goes back to it. When we think about standards, sometimes we don't. Peter, you and I understand sometimes because we're because we're geeks in this shit. But a lot of what does that mean? Standards for this? Okay, let me just give you this example to our loyal listeners out there. You can use your visa in America, your visa card or MasterCard in America or in Europe or in Africa, all because there's certain standards that are set by the banking industry so that they can move and transfer the money. That's what it is, basically. And it's not only that, I was in Sweden and I was in Costa Rica in the past, you know, six months. I used Apple Pay for pretty much every transaction in both countries. It was That's amazing. Right. I didn't even have to change. I didn't, I didn't have to take out lo, local cards. So those are standards. I just use Apple Pay with my Visa card. So those are the standards. Now, what happens is, is it's a little different because, as you said a minute ago, it's fragmented, right? This is state ran. Banking is federally ran, and we don't want the feds in our business state anyway. So we got to watch sometimes. Sometimes, if you dip your toe in the water, though, with Congress, they fall all the way in. So you got to watch that. Sometimes, when you ask what you want, but I tell you this. The um, standards that are there, Accord needs to be doing it. But this is where I go back to. I want you guys to know, I say it all the time. Peter hears me say this shit all the time. ACT, Agents Council for Technology, ran by Chris Klein. It's an offshoot of the big eye. It's part of them. It is a very, very great group. Very, very well needed in our industry. It has led our industry through some great things with download, with the way that we create different types of download, the data packets that it flows in, how it works. I mean, believe it or not, guys, 10 and 15 years ago, it was three times as worse as it is now. So ACT has done some things, but they've also been in their own way. And it's sometimes there's things and relationships that can occur that prevent people from wanting to make a change because it may affect the way somebody else does things. And I just think that the word standards, this is my opinion, I'm going somewhere with this, um, uh, Peter. I think standards have just now been forgotten about and just been like, hey, we can't do them. Actually, because of technology and the way it is now, actually standards are easier to create. 
And that's where I go back to the, to the UN thing. That's a standard. Everybody develops towards the English and then English develops towards everybody else. We can all do that. Tori Mares has a thing. It's called Made for Insurance. How great would it be if we went around and as you're going around to a little event and you see on the booths, you see in the top left corner, it says Made for Insurance. And you know that that's one of those companies that develops to the English and the English out. So you know that if it says Made for Insurance, my program works with that program, right? That's something very simple. This is not rocket science if we can imagine this, okay? And that's where I think we're going. I'll tell you, for, you for, for the loyal listeners, right? Like th- this made for insurance standards that you're talking about. I mean, I chatted with Tori. I chatted with some other CEOs about this. I actually went out and I probably, I think I spoke with seven other tech CEOs. I was like, hey, if there was like a movement behind like some standards, would wow, you Wow, what did they say? And like every one of them, like, Hundred percent, like yes, and I think it's because, like, and I would just say, like, from someone who was an agent who's now building tech, mm. one of the first things you have to do when you build tech is you have to be like, all right, like, how do you define a vehicle? How do you define a driver? How do you define a business? And you literally have to, like, you literally have to recreate the wheel to go build your technology. And the the challenge is, like, you don't want to be like beholden to some big organization to define how you run your business, how you define those things. But you also like, you can get to speed much faster if you don't have to recreate the wheel. So everybody's like, ah, there's a little bit of competitive, you know, you lose a little bit of competitiveness, but also it's for the greater good. And I think all of the CEOs realize like, yeah, we, we need standards. And that's why I'm like, I think Accord was one of the early movers in the space. And like, look, the reality is everybody's still doing Accords today. Well, think about it. Accords were nothing more than fields. Today, those fields are now inside of WonderWrite or inside of an AMS. That was just nothing more than a field. So with that being the only field that was there, they were just assumed to be the one to map the standard so so much using the, the terminology today. Oh, but yeah, they, ACT, they here's a, the problem with ACT, standard. and this was this is why standards never got created. I, I, I forgot this. It's carrier dominated. So when you have carrier dominated, and this makes sense, this is no bash on a carrier. This just makes business sense. You have these, let's say you take the five top um, uh, insurance companies. They all have their own different yep. program language, right? And Peter, I'm not so much even speaking to you, I'm just the, the loyal listeners, so they understand this stuff. It's not so much the, li- the, they have their own program language. And now for them all to have to speak the same, they're all going to have to kind of change. And it's kind of like, well, I don't want to spend... 50 billion doing that. Who wants to spend 50 million doing that? Right. I get it. I get it. But now, now the carriers aren't the ones that are in charge. Now it's Tori Mares. Now it's Peter McDonald. Now it's those other five CEOs that you talked to who said, wait a minute, who cares what that happens? Because I think once you guys create that English, you create that standard, I think you will then say the carriers go, okay, now we have something that we can all build to. Yeah, let's do that. Right. And I think there. So, and, look, and, and, and the carriers, the, the, their part, I mean, Jim Rogers from the Hartford, he's doing a ton to move things forward. I'm a huge fan mm-hmm. of what they're doing. I mean, it's, it's tough. And I think this is honestly, Jake, like, this is why I'm so excited about the event you're putting together because it's mm-hmm. Switzerland. And it's like, what do we need? It's like, you need agents to come together and be like, hey, if you really want to solve these challenges, duplicate entry, you know, AI in your agency, you literally need the leaders to get there and have like a, a like a heart to heart conversation in person mm-hmm. and like like all right this is what we're doing to move things forward and that's it's, what we're doing it's, brother. It's, it's it's very much needed in the and I have I want you loyal listeners I have made a commitment to you that I would only keep my podcast at twenty to thirty minutes and I promise you and Peter I promise you this too 
I just looked at the clock for the first time. Like, dude, this has been a conversation. These are the kind of conversations me and Hanley have. And so I, I people won't expect this out of me and you. And I hope people listen to this because we, I totally, I even kind of forgot that I was being recorded here. So I might have to go back and have the team listen to it. Um, but, but here's the thing that needs to be known. This is why we created IndieTech.org, just what you said. But we need to create a movement to where we all go to act. We don't need to compete with ACT. We don't need to create another ACT. What we need to do is we need to use the foundation that's already there and build on the relationships that are already there. But to do that, it can't be Jason and Peter in the back going, hey, 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 wait, wait, listen, listen. Because Peter, you know that's true. (laughs) That's like you and I. But they get tired of it after a while. And then the new young guy or gal comes in and makes a little ruckus. And then another next young girl comes in and makes a ruckus. We need a group of women and men to come in there and not make a ruckus. Just say, hey, guys, let's get back to that standard talk. And here's some ideas that we think we have. And that's the thing. No one wants to put their ideas forward. Now we have people who do. Now we can literally throw them on the screen and say, which one's best? Let's decide this right right now. And then I I think it would be fantastic. And I think with the open mind that a lot of these CEOs have, and thank you for that pivot. Now that I say that, I'm having three actual panels. I look, pulled them up. The carrier technology panel. Well, the other panel I'm going to do is I'm doing a CEO panel, but it's a tech CEO panel. So it's indie tech. So the people that I have on it right now is um, Peter McDonald from Wonder Right, Tori Mares. Um, Tony Mares is going to be panelist slash moderator. David Watson, Sean Melham, and. Um, Oh, and that's actually it right now. That's actually it. So we're going to actually, and this is going to be for an hour and a half. So we want the CEOs, the, the, the CEOs we had last year were awesome. Don't get me wrong. But this year, let's get practical CEO. And I'm not saying the other ones weren't, but let's get some CEOs that are really, 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 who used to be agents. Keep in mind, every one of those people. We're in the weeds. Used to be, yeah, they used to be agents. That's the key here. This is true indie tech CEOs. And we're going to have that. And then we're also going to have a social technology panel. The social technology panel is I want to take technology and I want to have a conversation about how we use it internally with our customer or or with our employees and how are we using it externally with our customers. Meaning, how do our customers, people say, oh, our customer expects that today. Who who said that? The the customer expects, what does the customer expect? I never knew. Is there a list? Because if there is, let's talk about that. What is that Amazon customer that we have today? What are they looking for? What do they look like? Right. And let's have that conversation. And I'm going to have Z- uh, Janine Zakaria um, from InsuranceFi. That's uh, there's, I have on there. Sasha Sanyal, who is the global head of insurance for Microsoft. Um, Margot Giles, who is the panelist and going to be the moderator. And then I have also somebody who came to me, don't even know this lady, but she seems interesting. Karen Mangia, M-A-N-G-I-A. Um, she's very, very interesting. And so this is going to be um, a panel that I have. So there's going to have three panels. And those are going to be the three panels. The Carrier Technology Panel, which is the CTOs. The Indie Tech CEO Panel, which is you, the, that. And then the Social Technology Panel. We're going to have some conversations we don't never ever get to have. So, yeah. I love it. And I, I bring it all back to, you know, if I'm an agent, like, why do I care? Why am I going? Why do I care about going to the ACT event? Because sometimes there's not an immediate ROI. I think for this, there certainly mm-hmm. is. And it's, and it's because if you're building your agency for the future, 
Like you, you have to understand this mm-hmm. stuff because you're going to be encountering it on every software platform you look at, every carrier conversation. If you understand standards, if you understand even just a little bit APIs or whatever, you're in the conversations. You're going to be that much more equipped to talk to your customers, that much more equipped to deliver the experience they want, to talk to your carriers and tell them what you need, make sure like they're doing what they can to build and your, and your technology. Yeah. Like, here's what's important to me. And by the way, don't say X, Y, Z, you can't do it. Cause I've spoken to the other CEOs. I was there in person, you know, and I, and I think that, I think that's what this event brings together is just the, the reality of like, these companies are all built by real people mm-hmm. and you can go talk to them. You can meet them. You can hear them talk in public. You can ask them hard questions mm-hmm. and they'll, they'll answer. Man, I love it. Peter, thank you very much for um, being on here with me. And I think actually this was probably your idea. I really, really do appreciate it. Love always spending time with you. You mean a lot to us in this industry. Um, we will be old and gray, and we'll still talk about the times that we used to uh, share lobbying in DC. Man, those were still some of the best times I've ever had in this industry. You know, some of the best, best times. Met some of the greatest people. And if you're young in this industry, there's something to learn from that. Because so many times when I was in my 20s, the people that I met, the people that I had beers with, sometimes too late until three in the morning. They now run these companies. They're now CEOs of these companies. And the relationships that you can just garner for the rest of your life from being a part of your association. Sometimes I'm the number one person that will beat up on the big eye. But if you listen to me as a loyal listener, you know that I'm the, they're one of the reasons why I am where I am. They're the ones who took me aside, made me on the national young agents, flew me across America to where people got to know who I was. Um, They really, really, truly did. I don't like everything they do, but I don't like everything my mom and dad does. And my mom and dad doesn't like everything I do. So that's just the way life is, right? So, hey, loyal listeners, Peter, thank you very much for your time. Loyal listeners, tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas because I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Jason Cass and my one and man, Peter. We are out. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is. To, to fix a problem, the first thing you've got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 
carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast Certified.